This ESPN Chicago podcast is brought to you by Cover 5, the free-to-play sports game. This week, Cover 5 is giving you a shot at $50,000. How? Download the Cover 5 app or go to Cover5.com. Pick five games against the spread. And in week five, if you make the perfect five picks, you win $50,000. Cover5.com. Welcome in to the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we preview uh, the Chicago Bears and we talk Bears football with you right here on the Bear Down Podcast. Here we go, Abdallah. Week 5 in the NFL. It's already week 5. The Bears are on the road on Sunday in Minnesota to face off against the Vikings. The Vikings are 3-1. and one. They're at the top of the NFC North. The Bears right there in the middle at 2-2. Two and two. This should be a good football game this weekend. But can the defense show up for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, that's going to be the uh, the issue, right? That's going to be the main point of contention this week is can the defense that is horrible against the run, uh, if you're looking at the DVOA numbers against the run, the Bears are 24th against the run. And so you know that Dalvin Cook is just waiting for this Bears team. And you know he can – I mean, we've seen it. Against good running backs, this team struggles. Against the Packers, against – the uh, uh, the Giants last week and Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook might not be a different story. So it's going to be about what we heard from Matt Eberflus a few weeks ago talking about tackling. Oh. And you need to you need to tackle like you can't get down. Let Dalvin Cook and the Vikings control this game because <laughs> they'll pick you apart. I mean, look, we, we both agree that Kirk Cousins isn't a good quarterback. Like he's just there. He's fine. But when you are having that good of success running the football against the Bears, it opens up so much more for Kirk Cousins and that offense. They've got great weapons, so they should be able to handle this defense. I also think it's going to be a big opportunity for the Bears to put up some points. The Vikings' defense isn't very good. If you're looking at defense, they're 26th overall, and they're 20th against the pass and 27th against the run. So they're not good either. So you have an opportunity here for the Bears to put up some points. And now we've said that for three weeks in a row now. Said it against the Texans. Said it against the Giants. Saying it again today. You have an opportunity to put up points. And you could do that against the Vikings. But you need to stop the run because the more that defense is out there, we talked about this all the time. Going on a, a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> you know, we, uh, no, I see. Hey, you, just, you just flow. This is a podcast. This we, a, you don't have to listen, justify it. Just go for it. We Let it flow. We criticized the last regime, and so it's only just that we criticize the new regime, correct? Like, you can't just be like, oh, it's new, they'll be fine, oh my god. No, you criticize it the same way. The offense was set up to, and the defense was set up to fail because the offense was unsuccessful, and the defense was out there so much that how many times did we say out that this this defense is getting tired because the offense continues to have three and out after three and out after three and out. And before the guys can even get their helmets off and settled on the bench and get some water or Gatorade or whatever, they're back on the field. And so you have to control the clock. You have to be able to get long to have drives where you convert third downs and you have multiple first downs where you're just eating up time because you know the Vikings are going to be able to do that. You know Dalvin Cook is going to go for maybe five yards of carry and that Justin Jefferson is going to have a good game and that Kirk Cousins is going to pick you apart. 
So you have to find success on offense to give your defense a break. And that's exactly what we said about Matt Nagy's teams, is that there was no flow to the offense, they were constantly in in three-and-out situations, and that taxed that good defense, and they eventually got tired, and the game got away from them. And so you can't have this situation. This is also another game where we can look at where we criticize Matt Nagy of being an underdog of a touchdown or more and going over in that span. This will be the second time that the Bears are a touchdown or more dog. And right now, the line is seven tasty dog. or seven and a half where you can get it. So I'll be interested to see because yeah. we said it at the beginning of the oh, season, yeah. this needs to be a team that has fight in it, that competes. And the last time they were a seven-point dog, it was against the Packers, and they crapped the bed, and they weren't competitive. So I'm hoping that there's a difference this time in this Bears team, and they can compete and stay in this game and at least make it close Kind of like the last one. was. It was a one-score game. It was eight points. But I'm hoping that they can compete and stay in this football game for the duration. Yeah, no, that, that's well said. I, I would say, you know, the Bears and Bears fans look at this uh, defense. They've been bad. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's worse. Uh, and we can go through all the different statistics. Defensive yards per play. Minnesota's 26th. The Bears, to this point, 17th. So the Bears have been bad, right? We all know it. Come on, Bears fans. You mm-hmm. know this Bears defense has been bad. Minnesota's is worse. Also, if you look at this matchup specifically on the season, yards allowed, the Vikings are giving up 407 yards per game. The Bears are only giving up 364. Now, the big discrepancy, though, is when you flip it, right? The offensive output. Bears' offensive output, not getting the job done. Mm-hmm. The Vikings have a pretty good offense uh, with very dangerous weapons, especially, especially with Delvin Cook. Uh, his ability to run, break tackles, something that you just said. They got to wrap up and take guys to the ground. And then you get to Justin Jefferson. And there's a situation here that I, I feel as if has not really been covered enough by the Bears. Uh, people in the media who are, who are talking about this team every week. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to blame us first and foremost. Just uh, Jalen Johnson not being in the lineup the last two weeks has been really don't really blame bad. us. We sniffed it out. Well, okay, we sniffed it out, but the the fact that on uh, Wednesday Johnson did not practice ruled questionable for the Vikings game. We're recording this podcast today on a Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, so today I would imagine not practice slash will be questionable for Sunday. We are trending on the third straight week of Jalen Johnson not practicing at all and not being able to go. Usually. A player that has gone through this amount of time without practicing and or playing has had a major injury that we're all aware of, right? Like something that will put them out for a couple of months or mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, or they place someone on the injured reserve, this, that, and the other. This is a wait-and-see process with Jalen Johnson. It doesn't seem as if things are progressing. It doesn't seem like things are getting better to get him closer to play. That's a major concern to me. That's a, especially with this uh, Justin Jefferson uh, matchup to, to face off against, uh, you know, on Sunday. Because I, I look at it as like the new version of Moss, Moss and uh, Tillman, mm-hmm. right? Like Peanut Tillman, he was great, right? And people can make the case that he could be a Hall of Famer. The thing that I will always uh, acknowledge when it comes to Peanut Tillman as, as why I enjoyed him as one of my favorite Bears of all time. And it, it was this idea that he took on the best, Randy Moss, in his prime, and he won those contests. Mm-hmm. They were one-on-one, and, and Peanut would take him on one-on-one, 
deflect the ball, interception, uh, wreak havoc on on any time Moss caught a ball. He would take him to the ground. Like, he took it personally. And I want to see a little Jalen Johnson, Justin Jefferson back and forth for the next five to ten years here in the NFC North. But Johnson looks like he's not going to play this week. Well, and that's a problem for Kyler Gordon. That's a problem. Well, right. And because he's going to be seen, exploded. Yeah. And it's going to be, yeah. you know, well, you're going to get a Vildor out there trying no, no. To, to tackle at the ankles. It's going to be you, bad. But how do you help those guys? How do you help your secondary? You got to get to the quarterback. You get pressure. You got to get after Kirk Cousins. You have to. Where, where's Robert Quinn been? Like, Robert Quinn. He's playing. He's out there. Yeah, he's pulling the but, Lowry marketing. But we, you, he's out there recreating. But he's on a contract. He, like, are, don't you want money next year? Didn't he want out? Didn't he want to be traded? Getting steps, man. Didn't he want to be traded? And he's like, hey, or the rumor was that he wanted out and he wanted to be traded to go to a contending team so he wasn't dealing with this. Like, if the best way to do that is perform, have a bunch of sacks before the trade deadline, and then your value goes up, and the Bears are more willing to trade you. So you have to get pressure on Kirk Cousins. This is a defense in the Bears that, despite how bad their offense is, they're still 15th in defensive DVOA overall. Still 15, still middle of the pack. And that's right where we, t- we wanted them to be, be middle of the pack. Well, but, they need the offense now. The offense yes, needs to get absolutely. at least to the, the, the high 20s to help this defense out. You know, you look at the, Vi- the Vikings, their offense is so much better. They're only scoring 21.5 points per game. Mm-hmm. The Bears are at 16. That's horrendous. Yeah. But, I mean, can the Bears get to 24 points this weekend? That's going to be what, what this game comes down well, to. Can the offense get to 24 points, or can the Bears in general get to 24 points? Because I would like the offense. Well, but being this bad on offense, or being this good on defense, I think this sets up well for the Bears to cause some turnovers and maybe score on defense and helping out your offense, right? Like a pick six would be amazing. That would be great. Like, yeah, let's well, do that. Is that going to happen without Johnson on the field? It happened with Eddie Jackson. I mean, they didn't get a pick six, but Eddie Jackson had an interception last game. You mentioned the run defense. So on Wednesday, Matt Eberflus met the media. He talked about how the Bears need to improve their run defense. Yeah, just consistency. You know, just consistency of our technique. Um, you know, you know, when we've had good defenses in the past that have been top five, uh, number one uh, in run defense, that's what we've done. Uh, we've had guys where they're supposed to be. They're violent. They play with good technique, and uh, and that's where we're working to. And uh, we certainly have a lot of work to do. Work in progress, and Eberflus also talked about studying the Vikings' run game. Yeah, I mean, you look at a lot of things. You know, you, you have to certainly look at where, you know, Kevin's from, obviously the Rams system. You know, you look at that. Um, you look at uh, past tape because you're looking at players, you know, like the center or, or whoever that is uh, that's been in there in the past. You know, and the running style of the runners, um, I think you have to look at it all. Um, but, uh, you know, whenever you're work, looking at a scheme, you got four games in now. You know, so this is what these people are comfortable doing. Certainly they're going to change it, you know, with motions, shifts, formations, you know, like everybody does. Uh, but they're starting to hone in what they like. So there you go. Matt Eberflus on Wednesday talking to the media about the run game and the run defense. It's not going to be pretty because this is a team that comes in 10th in rushing DVOA, and we know the Bears haven't been able to stop anybody. Like, that was the biggest discrepancy in the Giants game. If you don't let Saquon Barkley run for almost two, for 200 yards, then it's not an issue. Like, you gave up so many rushing yards that it, you just didn't have a chance. You knew it. They lined up with Daniel Jones as a wideout and still were able to find success with 
Saquon Barkley, and Dalvin Cook's just as good. So it's going to be a problem. You have to tackle. There's, there's been a problem with this team, and this goes back before Matt Eberflus got here. This was an issue last year and the year before with tackling. They can't get that first tackle for some reason. And I know you're going up against some heavy running backs. That's a problem, but you have to find ways to get these guys to the ground. I don't know if they're in the wrong scheme or what they're doing or they need to, to stack the box a little more, more, but then you're worried about Justin Jefferson and, and Kirk Cousins finding success. But there has to be a way for you to get these guys to just make that first tackle because everybody is – they're getting to them. It's not an issue of blocking or getting to your guy. They're getting there, whether it's Roquan or whoever is getting to the running back or Robert Quinn or whoever it is, Brisker. They're getting to the running backs. They're just not able to tackle them for some reason. They're missing. They're slipping through these first tackles and getting into the second level and then sometimes the third level of trying to get these guys down. And it's not a good thing when you need to control the football game. The Bears and the Vikings, they first met September 17th, 1961. The Vikings won that game 37 to 13. Uh, The total meetings in this series, 121 games. The Vikings lead 63, 57 and 2. Uh, they have met once in the postseason. The Bears got that game, 1995, January 1st. Bears went 35-18. to 18. Adam, I bring all of this up because uh, we live in a world where Bears and Packers is one of the great rivalries in all of sports. Mm-hmm. With that said, as a lifelong Bears fan, as you are, as I am, uh, and also being millennials, Uh, both individuals in our late 30s now. Uh, So we grew up throughout the 90s into the early 2000s. The Minnesota Vikings, to me, have been the team I hate the most as a Bears fan. Uh, I feel like the games have been the most competitive between the two teams. Uh, We've gotten some. They've gotten some. That stupid Dante Culpepper roll thing when he was throwing Uh. those touchdowns to Chris Carter and to Randy Moss. Uh, But we we had our, our wins against... The Vikings, when we had Cutler and and we had Julius Peppers, uh, and even with Erlacher and Briggs, uh, there were some great times against the Vikings. And, and a game that always jumps to mind for me was the epic on the lakefront where Devin Hester's returning kicks for touchdowns and Adrian Peterson is running all over the Bears' defense. And the two were basically playing one-on-one football Mm -hmm. for the entire game. As I think Peterson ran for 200-plus yards and a couple of scores. And and Devin Hester had multiple returns for touchdown in that game. Uh, An all-time classic. I think it was an overcast day. It's one that always sticks out to me. But to me as a Bears fan, the Vikings have always been the most hated team. And it's not just to say that, hey, we don't care about the Packers. It's just it's been a one-sided rivalry. The more entertaining rivalry for those of us who are millennials, it's Bears-Vikings. That stupid horn that they would play back at the the Metrodome. So the whole thing. Uh, Bears-Vikings, I really enjoy these games, and I I really get uh, amped for them as a fan. So you're thinking of October 14th, 2007 at Soldier Field. Yeah. Uh, what was the weather that day? Hester, I'm guessing like 57 degrees and over. I'm just reading an article about it. Uh, Hester had 272 yards on 10 touches. That's 27.2 yards per touch. A pair of 80-plus yard touchdowns, one on a punt, one on a catch. And Adrian Peterson uh, had 224 yards on 20 carries um, and had 361 all-purpose yards yeah. against the Bears. 61 degrees the high that day. Yeah, the Vikings won 
34 to 31. It was a great game. In that game. Back and forth and yeah. back and forth and mm-hmm. just huge touchdowns and the whole thing was just so entertaining. So, uh yeah, I mean, what, so what do you think about my assessment that the the biggest rival in this uh Bears fandom, it, it's Minnesota for for this generation. I get it. It's, I get the history that's involved with the Packers, but for this generation, it, to me it's the Vikings. I I it's weird because I can't say I don't hate the Packers because I Oh, there's also light rain in the morning. So I was right. Overcast. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Nice. I don't like the Packers. I just don't hate them as much because I'm just used to the beatings, right? Like I'm just used to it at this point. I'm used to Aaron Rodgers and like, okay, well the Packers are coming in, another loss. All right, they got one. Remember that Thanksgiving night when they got one against the Packers and it was great and you were like, Yeah, got one. But with the Vikings, it's been more back and forth. It's like, no. We should be beating the pa- the Vikings. Like, oh, you always beat the Lions. That's fine. Maybe not this year, but it's fine. You beat the Lions. But to me, it's always been that you're more on par with the Vikings. Like, you, there's more competition there. It is more of a rivalry back and forth and less of a hammer versus nail like it is with the Packers. I remember that matchup they were talking about. I was at that game. It was not fun uh, because, I mean, it was a great game. But it was not fun, the outcome. Yeah. Uh, and just watching, it's like you couldn't do it. You could not stop Adrian Peterson. No. And right now, I'm worried, I'm worried that that's going to be Dalvin Cook. Right. And that Dalvin Cook's going to have over 200 yards and 300 all-purpose yards. Like, he's not Adrian Peterson, but against this Bears uh, defense, he might be able to find those holes and get there. Yeah, and that might be the the fatal flaw for Eberflus and the Bears this Sunday against the Vikings. Uh, you know, we we've kind of laid it out for you uh, in the last couple of weeks. We've been very heavy. Hey, the Bears can compete; they can be in this. You know, unfortunately, at this point, and until we start to see the offense scoring touchdowns, mm-hmm. and I know uh, Luke Getzey on on earlier uh, earlier today talking to the media, he said, you know, we're we're moving the ball. We just didn't score touchdowns. If we score. Three touchdowns out of the four field goals that we had, you know, that's 21 points. It, it really changes the the viewpoint on what we think this offense can and cannot do, which it's a fair point, uh, but you also need to actually score the touchdowns like yeah. we see other NFL teams do from week to week. So until they start to score touchdowns and start putting some points on the board, unfortunately, I think Minnesota wins this game and it, it solidifies this idea that this team is – absolutely rebuilding but also they may not be moving forward the way we thought they would be at this point the way that you and i thought this team would be mm-hmm. moving forward by the time we got to week eight, uh five well i had them losing this game anyway it's a road game it's in minnesota uh, i had them lose it like when we went through our projections i had them splitting with the vikings losing on the road winning at home so i think they lose this game but i think it's I, i'll take the bears though and plus seven and a half it's a lot of points. It is. And I think that, you know, I, I think that, well, I don't think it. I know that Eberflus is a better coach than Matt Nagy. He at least has his teams prepared, it seems like. Their defense is prepared to play. I don't know if they can tackle, but they seem ready to play. I think that they cover this game. I don't think they win, but I think this one is closer to that field goal because I think that the, the Bears will have more success on offense than they did last week against the Giants. The Vikings are one of uh, like eight teams that are 3-1 and against the spread at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a lot of points. I think it will be a close game because I think they're, they're somewhat uh, matched uh, evenly except for those 
stellar star pieces on the offensive side for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I think defensively, the Bears should have the upper hand. And now you have to correct some of those stupid mistakes you had against the Giants. And let's see if the coaching staff can actually get this team ready to play uh, on Sunday where it seemed like there were some missed opportunities in the Meadowlands against the Giants last week. So there you go. Bears preview, Bears and Vikings here on a Thursday on the Bear Down podcast. We'll have two more pods for you next week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here on the ESPN Chicago app. Let's see if the Bears can win this. We'll talk to you next Tuesday right here on the Bear Down podcast.